I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on v the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Pro Football Blitz, live from our South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. And then there were four down to the NFC and AFC Championship games. Hard to believe, Mike Pritchard. We are down to our final four teams in the NFL playoffs. And here we go. Well, you know, I, we look forward to this time of year. Uh, not only better, but former players. I mean, this is going to decide it, right? I mean, trying to get to the Super Bowl. This is will. your goals. This is what you worked on all year long. So, uh, top heavy in the NFC. Uh, two out of the three teams that a lot of people thought would be there, I think, right? Uh, yeah, in the AFC. Yeah. So, absolutely. So, I, I think, what, a one and a three seed, but you can make a case in the AFC, there's two one seeds. Uh, and then a one and a two seed over there in the NFC. Absolutely. Uh, he is yep. the former NFL wide receiver, Mike mm-hmm. Richard. I'm Ben Wilson. We have some great guests today on the show as we do a deep dive for the next three hours on all things NFL Conference Championship Weekend. Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo Sports joins us a little bit later in this first hour of the show. Will Hill, our do-it-all VEASAN analyst, will join us in hour number two. You take a look if you're watching us at VEASAN.com or YouTube TV. The playoff brackets will start with the Sunday game number one, Philadelphia hosting San Francisco. We start with the deep dive. Mm-hmm. Mike, when I say the words deep dive, right. you, you, usually we don't have the time to do it, but yeah, we, have, we get three hours to <laughs> go through both hours. games, Pritch. We so get deep, deep, deep. Let's go deep, <laughs> and let's start with the offenses for both teams. San Francisco and Philadelphia Eagles, a consensus two-and-a-half-point favorite right now. But if you're someone who wants to back San Francisco, probably the first question you have to ask is, how much confidence do you have in a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, making his first – Career playoff road starts in a hostile environment in Philadelphia. From what we've watched so far, scale of one to ten, how much confidence would you have in Purdy going into tomorrow? Um, about a seven. About a seven. Um, I have more confidence in the head coach. Uh, so the head coach has been there and done that when it comes to NFC Conference Championship games. Uh, and so I have a lot of confidence in that. I have a lot, of, a lot of confidence in the roster. But just on the quarterbacks and focusing in on the quarterbacks, about a seven. Which, that's okay. I'm okay with that, to be honest with you, with the 49ers and what they are and who they are and who they can be offensively and what they can get to in terms of adjustments. Uh, I think Purdy has been steady as a rock, uh, and that has fed the 49ers with more confidence. You know, they don't have to worry about Purdy yet, right? They haven't had to do that. And uh, if they have, they've overcame it, uh, and they hit it pretty well. So um, I, I think there's a ton of confidence with Brock Purdy, um, but they're not asking him to do a lot, right? I mean, they're, they're not asking him to be Jalen Hurts, who, who turned into a, a, an a MVP candidate. So 
Uh, I'm about a seven, which is okay with me uh, from a betting that's, perspective and certainly good. to get into the Super Bowl. I would set it at seven and a half or eight myself. Okay. okay. Part of the reason is he's stayed true to the system mm-hmm. so well. He's not a quarterback who looks at the first read and if it's not there, kind of panics and doesn't know what to do. He's a guy who understands his right. head coach and play caller Kyle Shanahan's systems really, system really well. And part of that is the pre-snap motion that San Francisco employs. They ran pre-snap motion on about 73% of his snaps mm-hmm. since taking over as starter. In that span, Brock Purdy, number one in the National Football League, over nine yards per attempt. So not only is he understanding the system, but he's executing really well with it. Yeah. I don't see how that all of a sudden flips to being a huge struggle just because it's a game on the road with high stakes. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. I mean, you, you have so many different uh, philosophies in these matchups too. I mean, I, I think – uh, when you look at Brock Purdy in San Francisco, the Kyle Shanahan the system uh, is predicated off of that West Coast style, uh, which is quarterback friendly. You know, Joe Montana, um, you, from a from a drafting standpoint, like a mid-rounder, right, and then turned into a Hall of Famer, a GOAT at one point. Um, you know, the great John Elway elevated his game uh, within this system. Uh, Brett Favre, you know, second-rounder. Uh, turns into a Hall of Famer uh, with this offense. This style of offense. <laughs> Mike Pritchard was the Falcons' first round. Well, draft Bruce pick. Pickens was the first first, and then I was the second first. But then, yeah, Brett was yeah. drafted in the second round. Um, but, no, it's, it really is. Andy Reid, I mean, the same thing with Patrick, or, or uh, we'll get to all that. But I think it's a quarterback-friendly offense for Brock Purdy, uh, and he understands that. Uh, he understands his lane, uh, and he stays in it. And that's beneficial for 49 ers so far. It's a big reason why he's 6-1 and one against the spread mm-hmm. as a starter so far. All of those spread spots were covering as favorites. This is the first game Purdy has been an underdog since taking over at starting quarterback. The big secondary piece, though, behind Purdy in the San Francisco offense, it's running back Christian McCaffrey, right. the guy who was battled a calf injury most of the second half of the year, only had 35 rush yards on 10 carries last week, but still extended his streak of games with a touchdown. That's touchdowns now in eight straight games for McCaffrey. Goes up against a Philadelphia rush defense that's bottom 10 in the league on an EPA per play basis. So you have a couple of different factors at play here, Pritch, which (laughs) ends up winning the day. Is it the struggles of McCaffrey with his health or is it a bad Philadelphia run defense that uh, that will allow him to get some space? Well, when you're in these conference championship games, uh, Ben, I mean, it's really um, I I wouldn't think outside the box. I mean, the Eagles, who are they are? I mean, they're not a great team stopping a run. They're built to stop the pass. I think a lot of teams – uh, constructed themselves to stop the pass uh, as we saw a passing league for the last decade. Uh, but what happened this year is people started turning to the run and featuring the running game. A lot of, a lot of reasons because of the backup quarterback situation in the NFC. Um, but then also there's advantages for getting back to the running game. The 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey, uh, which is a big deal. I mean, the last two years, as you look at the Super Bowl winners, the Rams, they added along the way with Odell Beckham Jr., uh, the Buccaneers before that added along the way with Gronk and others. So uh, I think the 49ers are following suit. You know, they, mm-hmm. there was a move out there to make, uh, and it was a running back that could elevate your offense more so than a quarterback could because you can do so much with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and, and certainly, I think from a running standpoint, uh, he will be featured, but I expect him to be featured in the passing game too. Mm-hmm. He's, he's third in the National Football League with yards after the catch um, behind oh, – actually, he's second. I want to say he's second. I'm going to, I'm going to verify that, confirm that. He's been very, very close. But he's to been the great. Regard, yeah, regardless. Absolutely. And after a game where San Francisco only had 4.9 yards per play, lowest in any game since quarterback Brock Purdy was entered in the starting lineup, you flip now to a Philadelphia rush defense that's averaging almost six yards a carry outside the tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Last time I checked, Christian McCaffrey has great around the edge speed, <laughs> is elusive. So I like the matchup for Purdy, uh, like the matchup for McCaffrey, just yeah. like. I like the matchup for Purdy coming in with that offensive system for San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, they get to so many um, different ways of running the same play. Like, they dress it up, uh, but, you know, it's a wide zone scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with wide zone, uh, if you're a running back, you have three cut, cuts. You have three options, and that's it. Uh, you could burst it around the edge if the hole is there. Uh, you can bend it back if they over-pursue. Or you can bang it up in there if there's nothing there. Uh, that's it. You don't have to think about it. See, that's the thing about this system. Uh, and if you talk to the greats, you know, Terrell Davis and, and other people that have, have been featured in the system, they don't even worry about the linebackers. They're negotiating safeties. <laughs> I mean, think about that. I, it's blocked at the line of scrimmage. From technique, from what my blocking assignments are from the offensive line and certainly the tight ends and wide receivers, I'm not worried about traffic mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage. 
I'm worried about where those safeties are. And that that is a benefit uh, for a running back. And having been a former running back, if I'm negotiating a safety, if I can make that guy miss or if I can break a tackle, I'm bumping my head on the goalpost. You'll happily take that match. Absolutely. If, if you're in those shoes. Christian McCaffrey, 57 and a half is his bet MGM. Rushing prop coming into this week. We'll do our full prop breakdown a little bit later in the show. That's the San Francisco offensive side. Mm-hmm. For Philadelphia, it starts just like with San Francisco at the quarterback position, but there's a different number of questions surrounding Jalen Hurts at QB than there are for Brock Purdy. With Purdy, it's all about his lack of experience. Right. For Hurts, it's all about A, the health, and B, how does his running game translate against an elite San Francisco defense? Number one in quarterback rushing yards this year, number one in success rate on design runs, over 400 <laughs> yards on design runs right. for Jalen Hurts this season. But I look at last week, and that was against a horrific Giants run yeah. Now you take on an a, a absolute behemoth of a San Francisco defense, both rushing and against the pass. I can't sit here and say I have a ton of confidence in Hurts just having wide open running holes the way he did last Saturday night against the Giants. Yeah, you know, Ben, he's good, though. I mean, I, I think, if anything, and the reason why I was on the under with Dallas uh, and San Francisco uh, is to your point. Like, when you're a running back or if you're trying to run a football and you think there's a crease right there, all of a sudden that crease disappears because of the speed of the defense. You know, if you're, if you're a quarterback, you're trying to throw the ball, you think uh, uh, there's leverage from a receiver. Uh, there's no leverage because that's made up by the speed. Mm-hmm. So Jalen, yeah, this is going to be a shock for him, you know, trying to get around the edge. They're a perimeter rushing team too. Um, whether it's wide zone, it's not really wide zone. It's more gap and power and stuff like that and, and counter um, and option, option schemes. I mean, they really use those. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a gap, and, and that's certainly a double teams and stuff like that. But um, what Jalen can do, though, uh, is he's a, he's a physical runner, right? Um, but Greenlaw and Warner, those linebackers, along with Hufanga, I mean, that, that's going to be a different animal for Jalen to negotiate uh, out there running the football. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know of how much success they're going to have running the football, to be honest with you. Well, Hertz can't rely on himself. It's not like he can just outrun such a good pursuing type of San Francisco defense. Mm -hmm. So you switch to the offensive line for Philadelphia and say, okay, what kind of performance will, will there be there? An offensive line that was really good. Top 12 in both pass and run block win rate this year, but right tackle lane Johnson has been banged up dealing with an abdomen issue injury, missed the final month of the regular season, barely got in, in the game against the giants before getting hurt again. I, I, I look at Johnson and a guy who led all offensive tackles in pass block win rate this season mm-hmm. and say, with him at less than 100%, it's hard for me to see a world in which San Francisco is unable to get pressure, especially attacking the outsides and forcing Hurts to step up in the pocket and limit his ability to escape. Yeah, you know, escaping the pocket, like I said, it's going to be challenging for him. I mean, he can escape it, but the speed, the makeup speed for the defense for San Francisco uh, is something that he hasn't really seen. I mean, Michael Parsons stands out for Dallas, but that's it. Right. Uh, it's not seven defensive backs, essentially, uh, out there that you're going to face because of the speed of the two linebackers, uh, the speed of the front four, too. I mean, Bosa is a true defensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be something uh, that's going to be difficult to deal with. Uh, uh, Eric Armstead, too. I mean, that guy, I seen him in person. I was out there covering uh, the Broncos and, and, and the 49ers years ago and, and just looking at him and how massive of a person this guy is. I mean, that's going to be something that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have to deal with mm-hmm. with their offensive schemes trying to run the football. Yeah, so for as much as on the San Francisco side, it's reliance on Purdy and his inexperience. For Philadelphia, it's can the offensive line right. lead the openings for Jalen Hurts at QB? I, as of now, we'll get into our full handicaps still to come here. I'm, I'm a believer that San Francisco will win, will win both of those battles. Mm. Let's see, though, what the defense looks like because this is going to be such a fun matchup, NFC Championship game. We have so much more to get to here on the Pro Football Blitz. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming up on Monday, VSIN has an exclusive first look at the first wave of Super Bowl player props from DraftKings. Johnny Avello, director of DraftKings Sportsbook, joins Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds. That is at 9.15 p.m. Eastern time on Live Bet tonight to reveal the new player props right as they hit the market. So join Femi, Wes, and Johnny Avello Monday night on Live Bet tonight to get a live head start on all the great Super Bowl prop options. It's kind of hard to believe, Mike Pritchard, that uh, you and I will be back on the air tomorrow night for Pro Football Blitz. And before we go off the air, we will have a Super Bowl line. Yes, we will. I, not just the matchup, the betting line will be yep. out. Yep. Looking forward Crazy. to that, too. I mean, we're, we're going to have some end game oh, tomorrow yes, on will. Pro Football Blitz for sure. Uh, and then right after that game is over, we'll dive right into the Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, that is eight to, to that. 8 to midnight Eastern for us tomorrow night. We'll be downtown Las Vegas at Circa. We're at South Point right now mm-hmm. where a large wager just in, came in. Jimmy Vaccaro, the legendary odds maker, just stopped by during the break. 110,000 yes. on Philadelphia minus two and a half. And so one of the books here in Las Vegas, the South Point, has gone to Eagles minus three. Most of the market at a juiced two and a half right now. Under 10,000. Yeah, that's not that's bad. a lot of money. That's not bad. That's not bad. You know, I love <laughs> when I'm at the window. And I've been at the window. This was about a year, maybe two years ago, uh, right around the same time, too. Uh, and you're at a book, and, and all of a sudden, somebody's got a, not like a kind of like a briefcase or whatever, and they're just whipping out stacks. Cash at oh, the window. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd, and then, of course, you're looking over their shoulder at the same time. Uh, but, no, I mean, be able to cash something like that. And then, uh, yeah, walk up to the window with, a, with 110K. Uh, that's not bad. So somebody's got conviction uh, right there with the Eagles. And like you said, I mean, the line, what, two and a half now? We're looking mm-hmm. at a three here at South Point. One of these days I might do that, but with $1 bills, so it <laughs> makes it look like I'm really cool. Sure, sure. With a stack? <laughs> yeah. Like a few stacks, yeah, right? Yeah, I want yeah. to do that. Yeah. Like a $100 bet. Just sure. be like, we got it all going. You can bring your backpack and, you know, have a, like an entourage or yeah. like a security. But I'm, yeah, maybe we can pull that stunt off next year. Next playoffs. Sure, sure. Next playoffs. It, we'll see uh, depending on what happens this week because we still have the two games to go. Uh, that Niner Eagle line out of Eagles minus three. And while so much of the focus will be on the two quarterbacks, mm-hmm. rightly so, Mike, anytime you have a handicap of a game of this magnitude, uh, like an NFC championship game, the defenses are both elite and will be really, really fun to watch. I watch Philadelphia all season and, and come away with the thought that it's a pass defense. It's really, really hard to get past. Number one overall pass defense on an EPA per play basis. Mm-hmm. When you watch the way their corners set up in general as well, and you have a defensive coordinator in Jonathan Gannon who has been able to use a lot of different looks this season. What's the, what's the first thing that you notice from a, just from the wide receiver perspective and having had to go against some really good defenses in your day? Well, it's, it's the evolution of a defense, really. I mean, last year, if you think about the Eagles in 2021, uh, they allowed 22.6 points per game, which is 18th, uh, which was serviceable, right? They gave up 18 rushing touchdowns, 28 passing touchdowns. Uh, so fast forward to this year uh, and what they are now as a defense. Uh, you mentioned it. They get after the passer, uh, number one pass rush team, I think, if you think about – uh, the amount of pressure, uh, but it's very complimentary though, because the Eagles apply pressure offensively, and they force you out of your game plan, right? If you're the opposing team, and so now the defense that is built for the pass can really get after 
other teams from a pass rushing standpoint. Um, and then so you look at what Gannon was able to do and, and uh, translate into their defense this year. Uh, points against, they were eighth uh, in the National Football League, only allowing 20 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go from 22 to 20 points, and that's a major jump, right, uh, in addition to how you're complementary with the offense. But I go back to personnel. I mean, it's always personnel, and it's always matchups. They have so many first-rounders up there, up front for the Eagles, uh, and that's a rotation. When you go and Dominican Sue, uh, and then you go their number one draft choice, Jordan uh, Davis as backups, uh, because of the rotation that they have, I mean, that is that is something that you don't have to worry about wearing down, right? Uh, now, again, stopping a run is one thing, but Big Fletcher Cox is a beast. A monster sweat is a monster. Uh, Hargrave is a monster. We know that. And then Hassan Reddick, uh, the addition of him has really paid dividends. And so that's allowed Gannon, the defensive coordinator, to not be vanilla and, and kind of be creative. And uh, they do that with personnel uh, with certainly different looks. Uh, but they, to me, they are built to stop the pass, though, like a lot of defenses are in the National Football League. The whole Vic Fangio four-two-five thing, right? It helps when you have guys like Darius Slay, right? Davis Bradbury, sure. who can shut down opposing wide receivers in a single high man coverage look. Mm-hmm. It allows somebody like a Hassan Reddick to come around the edge, and that's what makes this game so fascinating because you have Reddick with that first step speed. He's so good at getting around the edge. And you counter that with the speed and elusiveness that San Francisco will have in the backfield. So you, that's why, to me, this is such a, a the game is so tightly lined and why the handicap is really tight. Right. Because it's not just as simple as, oh, is Brock Purdy as a quarterback going to be nervous? Like, no, it's how, how will the speed play off of each other? And Reddick is the guy that I, I watch on tape and say he is an X factor coming into tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, go back to uh, how San Francisco handled Dallas and, and you know, their abilities. Like, uh, I think Dallas is built to stop the pass more so than a run. But um, you, you had to deal with Michael Parsons. You had to deal with that kind of speed. And San Francisco was able to do that for one drive, right? And so, and that's what, I, you know, you look at this football game and that's how it profiles again. I mean, how are they going to account for Reddick? How are they going to account for Darius, Darius Slay uh, in, in certain situations? I mean, to me, though, it's, it's more about Fletcher Cox. It's more about Jindamakin Sue. It's more about Jordan Davis. It's more about those defensive linemen uh, and how they're going to run the football. Mm-hmm. How are they going to allow their ba- uh, their blockers to get up on the linebackers in, or to the second level? Um, how are they going to create angles uh, in which the speed of the Eagles' defense uh, is neutralized uh, right. a little bit? Because that's what San Francisco does. I mean, you have to have great eyes on defense to play against the 49ers because of all the cross-action, the blocking, the different angles, the double teams that they create, that they, that, that they extend as well. Uh, and so that's what the Eagles are going to have to deal with and be able to shed. And if they can do that, then, yeah, I mean, uh, this defense, from a running game standpoint, puts them in the ballpark mm-hmm. in terms of having a chance. Like the Eagles do some things really, really well. Right. Stopping the pass. They were the best in the league. At right. Fasan Reddick, who's second in pass rush win mm-hmm. rate among all edge rushers this season. But as you transition to San Francisco on the defensive side, that's where I still believe the 49ers have an edge. Because while Philadelphia does a lot of things really well, San Francisco does everything well. <laughs> They're second defending the run, second yeah. defending the pass. And it's, it's a, a defensive scheme that puts teams in really tough positions because they've limited opposing teams to the fewest yards per play mm-hmm. in the first half, fewest first half points total on the season, and the fewest yards per play on first downs this year. So right. you're in a lot of second and longs. You're behind the sticks. You're behind the game script. And if you can't establish your scripted plays against San Francisco, you're in a lot of trouble. And that's why, to me, that the defense for the Niners is so much more appealing just from an overall standpoint. Mm-hmm. So we're deep diving right now. So we get to talk some X's that's and O's. That's what it says on the screen. That's so right. Yeah, we're deep diving. We're doing. Let's, uh, let's go. do it. And we get to talk some football. I love it, Bren, because, you know, the prime real estate for the last 10 years in the National Football League has been in the middle of the field between the numbers um, because of the passing games, because of – uh, the run-pass option because of everything you're trying to do to exploit the middle of the field, to, to, to expose the prime real estate. Now teams are built up that way. Like you look at the 49ers, they're built up to take away the middle of the field, from the safeties to the linebackers to the front. Uh, everything is predicated to build, uh, to stop or, or to neutralize the middle of the field, that prime real estate. Now the prime real estate is outside the numbers, which is my era mm-hmm. uh, of football. Uh, and – that's where the Eagles operate. You know, from a running game standpoint, they're a perimeter-oriented team to get their variety of ways. Uh, and then from a passing game standpoint, they do use some crossers and all that, but they want to get the sale routes. They want to get A.J. Brown. They want to get Devontae Smith. They want to get some of those guys. 
outside the numbers. So outside the numbers is where the 49ers defense is weak um, because there's not a lot of help you can do or give those corners. I mean, you can in predictable down and distance situations, um, but, you know, when you're not winning early downs in, or, or if you are uh, succumbing to certain things that the Eagles want to present, now you're exposed with Ward on, on the outside, uh, Lenore as well mm-hmm. on the outside. I mean, that, that is uh, a big drop-off for the 49ers in terms of matchups compared to what the Eagles can get to. It's why the 49ers have relied so much on their linebackers right. in, in sort of a three-man uh, type zone coverage where you have guy in Fred Warner, who's been the best coverage linebacker since he came in the league in 2018. Yet at the same time, it, it, the more you spread the field, you're asking him to do even more. And so you wonder in a matchup like this, how, how far can he beat he guys like he and Ray Greenlaw, mm-hmm. how far can those guys really be extended where you'd still have confidence given, you know, their otherworldly talents out there? Well, I mean, they're going to stop the middle of the field and, you know, intermediate stuff like that. But outside the numbers is about the matchups with the receivers and corners, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the Eagles, they have that. They brought A.J. Brown over for that specific reason. I mean, uh, Traverius, whatever, you know, if he's going to be out there, certainly Jimmy on the inside, he's. Any ward is, is any, uh, ward. any ward yeah. is a detriment for the 49ers from a covering standpoint. That's the point, right? Like yeah. Warner and Greenlaw can only do so yeah. much. As much right. as they are ridiculous talents and, and their their athleticism can take away both the pass and the run, mm-hmm. if if there's not a lot of pressure by the San Francisco defensive line and Hertz has got time to throw and extend plays, that could be the one issue that plays yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, go back in time with history of the Super Bowls and, and you know, just matchups too. It's like when Belichick told um, K-Gun that you guys can run the ball up and down the field. We just can't throw it, right? And we're going to take away any type of throwing. I wonder what the 49ers are going to do. Are they going to uh, – because they have to avoid the big plays. They have to avoid the big plays on the outside in the prime real estate outside the numbers now. And I wonder how they're going to do that in this game. That twinkle in the eye when, I, when we started saying deep dive, X's and O's <laughs> with Mike Pritchard. We still have a lot more of that to get to. We'll take a break, though. When we return, Pam Maldonado from Yahoo Sports. She has plays on both conference championship games. We'll discuss with Pam right after this. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans with conference championships this weekend, it is time to check out Bet Rivers. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers squares this football season. Place a $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions are available at BetRiversSquares.com. That's right. It's that squares time. Mm -hmm. I always forget. I already filled some out. Really? Yes. I'm going to need to get your intel a little bit bit later. Uh, We continue on on the Pro Football Blitz, talking all things NFC Championship. This hour, we'll get into our full deep dive breakdown of the AFC Championship in hour number two. But right now... Little intermission here. We bring in Pam Maldonado, outstanding uh, do it all analyst for Yahoo Sportsbook. Uh, Pam, great to have you. I know you've been on Visa a bunch throughout the NFL season, so thank you so much for joining us here on the Pro Football Blitz. First off, over under like two and a half hours of sleep per night for you over the last two weeks with how much tennis you're betting. Where, where are we at on that right now? I'm running on three hours of sleep right now because the WTA final was this morning. So I was doing an overnight trip on a vineyard, and at three o'clock in the morning, I was like, I gotta watch some tennis. So I watched the final and here we are. Perfect. I'm not complaining. I love tennis. I love the Australian Open. It's one of my favorite tournaments of the year. So I'm all on board for losing sleep because nice. it's worth it. <laughs> I just wanted to make, I just wanted to prove to Pritch that I am, I'm a very good handicapper because yes. I set that line right at two. I figured it, tennis fans, we, right? we do not get much sleep this time of year. So. Yeah, I've been sleeping on tennis. I, I got to catch Come up on, on tennis. Do it. I do. Tonight, I do. Djokovic mm-hmm. sits about great. <laughs> Absolutely. 3.30 a.m. Eastern. We'll have to watch. Okay. Uh, at least for t- tomorrow, Pam, we start off with we'll go to the NFC Championship game first since that's the, the game we start the show talking about. Uh, Big bets coming in behind us here at South Point in Vegas. It's now Eagles minus three at a couple shops, still mostly two and a halves, most Mm -hmm. of the market. Uh, How do you break down a matchup between two teams that are so elite in so many areas? Unfortunately, I have been on the wrong side of fading the Eagles practically all season long, but I am fading the Eagles once again, and I have to back the 49ers. I have a futures ticket that I took back in October 
on the Niners to win the Super Bowl. And I am holding steady to that. And it's just, it really just comes down to strength of schedule for me. The Eagles, if you look at the offenses that they have faced, I mean, it, it, it really does matter. The San Francisco defense is number two in defense DVOA. And since we saw the Eagles lost to Washington back in week nine, who have the Eagles really played? I mean, not just in the last second half of the season, but all season, if we're being honest, just two teams inside the top 10 for defense DVOA. Washington, and that was the two teams for Washington with Carson Wentz and the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. So, yes, Jalen Hurts looks like a stud. The Eagles' defense looks impeccable. I'm not convinced that this is entirely the strongest unit simply because simply because of the level of competition that they have faced. So, I mean, the cheese may stand alone, but I have to back the 49ers on the money line here. Nick Bosa is going to have himself a big day. He's going to test Jalen Hurts, give him all the pressure that we have seen. And this is not about the 49ers offense for me. It is purely about the San Fran defense against the Eagles offense. You know, Pam, I'm right there with you. I, I thought at the beginning of the year that the 49ers had a defense to get them to the Super Bowl and help them win the Super Bowl, even with uh, Trey Lance at quarterback. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the story of the quarterbacks have changed. Uh, but with the Eagles, they do present a lot of issues. And you're looking at a situation with Jalen Hurts. I mean, he is an incredible player out there for the Eagles. You no, know, he absolutely is. But if you look at the pressure they haven't faced, that's the problem. Jalen Hurts looks really great, but he hasn't faced a lot of pressure situations in this this season. He's 31st in accuracy, 29th in catchable passes. When under pressure, what do you think Nick Bosa is going to do? Nick Bosa leads the league in sacks. Plus, he's number one in quarterback pressures, number two in tackles for a loss. It's going to be the 49ers pass rush. They're going to get physical. They will attack Jalen Hurts. And I know that they have the offensive weapons to kind of stick to the ground. You're going up against the number two rushing defense in the league. So now you have to go to an aerial attack. And we're now the 49ers are second best in the league at forcing interceptions. I don't expect Jalen Hurts to have a solid game. I really do just love the 49ers defense here in this spot. And you have the props right now. Completions mm -hmm. are at about 20 and a half at this point for Hertz. So you would look under there, Pam. But how would you attack some of the other uh, props in the game if, if you're thinking maybe this turns into more of a Hertz having to run the ball and do it all himself here? No, you're exactly right. I do love Jalen Hurts under 20 and a half completions, and it's going to be because of Nick Bosa. It is him against Jalen Hurts in the passing attack. I mean, not only did he lead, every, lead everything, but I mean, if you look at who every time that Jalen Hurts faced a top 20, a top half, defense and quarterback pressure he has hit under 20 and a half completions four out of five times and now you're going up against one of the best to do it i believe in kyle kyle shanahan uh shanahan i believe in the defense so i do really like jalen hurts under 20 20 and a half completions now on the flip side a positive for jalen hurts i actually do like him to have anytime touchdown as well because the 49ers they haven't faced a mobile quarterback since marcus mariota back in week six Marietta had a rushing touchdown. Jalen Hurts is very much capable of doing the same. So if they get down to the goal line, Hurts is going to take matters into his own hands and rush one in. All right, let's get to the AFC, uh, Pam, with uh, the Bengals and the Chiefs. I mean, we've seen this uh, story before. Um, I don't know how this game is going to play out. I, I, I know different opinions that could go the over. I was looking at the under, to be honest with you, uh, in a certain situation with this matchup. Uh, your overall thoughts on the matchup and then also some plays that you have featured for us as well. I feel like it's a lose-lose situation, right? Because we all love Joe Burrow, and I feel like this is his time. He has proven that he is one of the elite quarterbacks. But I also love Patrick Mahomes, and he's just like a wizard for what he does on the field. But I have to back the Bengals. I have to back Joe Cool. And it's because Joe Burrow, I mean, he has been a solid, solid quarterback as far as in the second half of the season. He's eliminating a lot of those sack problems that he had because he has a quicker release. He's actually one of the best quarterbacks for letting go of the ball quickly. 16 sacks in his last eight games compared to 30 sacks in the first eight. Not only is he doing a better job of getting rid of the ball, but now he is having a solid run of ball protection. Zero interceptions in the postseason. Both of those are going to be huge key. Huge matchup key situations here against the Chiefs defense. And I know that it's Mahomes, but I mean, there's a reason why the Bengals are 3-0 and against the Chiefs, and it is that fourth quarter situation. And this is one of the props that I love for the Bengals to win the fourth quarter because one of the reasons why the Bengals got to the Super Bowl last season was because they had the one of the best second-half defenses, and now the Bengals are best in the league at limiting field goals to not touchdowns, at limiting touchdowns, forcing field goals in the fourth quarter, and it is going to come into play here. I love the Bengals 
here on the money line, especially now that they are underdogs, because Mahomes looks pretty good during practice, right? Mm-hmm. We'll see how he matches up in a game time situation. Yeah, lots of fluctuation yes. on, on the betting yes. market for Cincinnati <laughs> and Kansas City all week. As Pam Maldonado again joins us from the Yahoo Sportsbook, uh, you can also see her show, the Stack of Stats show during the football season, which is a really great resource too for NFL uh, betting aficionados. Mike, mm-hmm. we've, we've like to check that out all year. You and uh, Kelly Stewart there, Pam, doing a great job with that every mm-hmm. single week. As far as the props go, the the fun thing about betting Cincinnati, at least from their prop standpoint, is there are so many receivers to choose from. There are so many passes usually that Joe Burrow is getting out because of his quick release. So there's a lot of options you have. How would you attack this week against a a pretty mediocre Kansas City secondary? One of the players that's perhaps being undervalued right now is Tyler Boyd. I like his over three and a half receptions at plus money. I like looking for plus money value, and this is one of those spots because the Bengals have faced the Chiefs three times with Joe Burrow behind center. In all three games, Boyd had exactly four receptions. So that's 12 of 16 um, total targets. And who are the nine, Who are the receivers that are going to get the focus? You have, uh, you're going to have Jamar Chase. You're going to have T. Higgins. They're going to be the focus of the Chiefs' defense. Well, in comes Tyler Boyd, who does a really good job of doing what he does best, and that's operating out of the slot. So you're going to look for Tyler Boyd here to potentially have a really good game. And I mean, we just saw the Chiefs' defense; they are a vulnerable secondary. Last week in uh, against last week against the Jags in the divisional round, you had Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram. All three of those players hit over this total. That's against the Chiefs' secondary. It's now you're going up against Joe Cool, who has a game plan for this. So I love Tyler Boyd being under the value here, under the radar value here in this spot. Especially getting yeah. a plus money on mm-hmm. three and a half receptions. Mm-hmm. You could do worse, I feel like, yeah, on, on the board head again. <laughs> the one other play you have, uh, Pam, before we let you go. Tell us about this second quarter prop it. Why do you think points will be coming fast and furious in the second quarter specifically? I really love looking at these quarter plays because nobody pays attention to these, but this is where you can find value. If you look at the offenses for both the Chiefs and the Bengals, they're both top five in the first, second, and third quarter. But the big difference, the big difference comes in the defense for the second quarter. Both of those teams are bottom five in defense scored allowed. So you're talking about this is, and I think it makes sense because you're talking about a situation where maybe Mahomes puts up seven points. Well, now Joe Burrow has to kind of play catch up. You don't want to fall in behind going into halftime. Things get a little bit loose here. So it's strength versus strength when it comes to the offense. This is where the defense falls off. And you're getting plus money as well um, at plus 150 for the second quarter to be the highest scoring one. I'll take a risk on that. Mm. Of course. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Well, Excellent. especially, let's think about this too, Pam. I mean, right? the fact that Patrick Mahomes, we know he's coming in less 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, who's to say that things don't deteriorate for him throughout the course of the game? And maybe you get that first half where you get a better than normal Mahomes and then things start to deteriorate. That could be uh, another angle. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we're all kind of on the same page. Exactly. Uh, Pam Maldonado joining us here on the Pro Football Blitz. Thanks so much, Pam, for joining us and for the insights. Uh, best of luck with your place here this weekend. Good luck with your bets. Uh, Mike, you're yes. on the you're on the squares as well, so maybe the like the well second the second quarter, quarter. I know second quarter square. It correlates too for what Pamela was talking yeah. about because you know you think about the field out nature of another matchup between these two teams. Okay, your adjustments are going to play out in the second quarter. Right, I, I miss so much doing the deep dive on the squares. For, <laughs> I never win any of them, but it's still really fun. Oh, it's <laughs> great to do the squares, and they're back already this yes. week at Bet Rivers. You can, you can check those out and other books. In, in your neck of the woods. When we come back, our final thoughts as we continue the breakdown on the NFC Championship game. What bets do we have in pocket? We'll discuss next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but Zinn Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That is ZYN.com today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Thanks again to Pam Aldonado from Yahoo Sportsbook for joining us. We'll have Will Hill, our do-it-all VEASAN betting analyst, both NFL and other sports, Mm -hmm. mainly talking to NFL here on the Pro Football Blitz. Will joins us in the next hour. Uh, Back with Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson from the South Point. After doing the deep dive, which I'm a fan of. I love these deep dives. It's we a shame that our, our, our normal shows in the yeah. regular season, there's like 16 games to get to each mm-hmm. week, so you can't do a deep dive. Right, but. right. Well, we did a deep. We, I, I like the deep, deep, and another deep dive. We did like, that was like yeah. off the, you know, like what, the, the springboard thing at the end Maybe. of the deep end, you just yeah. somersaulting down. Yeah, yeah we, didn't even need, we didn't even need a noodle for our deep no, dive. No, no, yeah. no, no. And we're going to do the same thing the next hour with the AFC right. Championship game. Right. But after doing the deep, deep, deep dive, according to Pritch, with the <laughs> NFC Championship game, as we kind of come to our conclusions here, figure out the bets to make. Mm-hmm. Line right now, two and a half, most shops juiced to Philadelphia as they host San Francisco. A couple books, including the South Point, where we are in Las Vegas, have touched three. We'll get into the total in a second, but from the side, this is only San Francisco right. for me, Mike. Teased it up early in the week mm-hmm. to eight and a half in a couple of different situations involving the AFC Championship game. I'm playing San Francisco as my VEASAN playoff survivor to win this game in advance to the Super Bowl, it's it's a pretty simple handicap. I trust Brock Purdy as a quarterback to continue to play within himself and within Kyle Shanahan's system where he has been the best quarterback in the league on throws over the middle on in-cutting routes as well as on throws with pre-snap motion this year. That will neutralize a very solid, but admittedly, a Philadelphia defense that has some holes to it. Mm-hmm. And with Philadelphia's rushing attack having a huge step up in class, going against a bottom five Giants rush defense last week, now taking on the behemoth that is the San Francisco 49ers, I expect there to be real struggles for the Eagles. And those two factors combined lead me to San Francisco, and I'm not paying attention to this huge swell of line movement coming to Philly. Sure. I'm just not. Well, you know, and I'm not even fading the public because I think the public's all over the Eagles too. But uh, I, I, like you, have a teaser leg with the 49ers uh, up to eight and a half. Uh, I like the fact that it's through two possessions. Uh, we've had more one-possession games in the history uh, of the league uh, this year than, than ever before. Uh, so I like that situation. Um, the, the thing about balanced teams, and we have two of the most balanced teams in the National Football League in this matchup, 49ers and the Eagles, it's all about who you are. It, it identifies you. Uh, but then also what you can get to. And then as a better, you can extrapolate because you can de- you know, def- define for yourself how good each team is with their adjustments. Like, for instance, uh, with the 49ers and Brock Purdy, even if the Eagles can slow down the running game, which I, I think is going to be a tall order anyway, the, the 49ers can get to so many other things that mm-hmm. still take pressure off of Brock Purdy, like the screen game, uh, the quick uh, slip screens, the throws to Christian McCaffrey and people like that on slants, on matchups, right? Uh, so... There's a lot more that the 49ers can get to with Brock Purdy. In other words, he's not going to just be a pocket passer, and then all of a sudden the pressure is going to be all over Brock Purdy, even if the Eagles somehow stop the run. And then on the other side, 
the challenge for the Eagles is to exploit the outside. And I, and I wonder how they're going to do that with such a potent defense on the 49ers. But either way, it still profiles as a one-possession type of game, uh, even with mistakes kind of factored in there. Um, I, I've done all that. So I, I like the teaser leg situation with the 49ers. You know, the Eagles, they are capable of winning this game. Um, I, I think Jalen Hurts in the red zone can present some problems, but then you got the 49ers, who is one of the better red zone teams preventing touchdowns, right? So um, there's so much creativity out there, and I wonder if a trick play is going to decide this game, right? You know, somebody's slipping, or you call a trick play at the right time, and all of a sudden you take advantage of, of a situation. But I, I like the one-possession nature or getting beyond that with the teaser leg with the 49ers. It, it profiles as a really good teaser leg since you go through three and seven mm -hmm. between two really evenly matched teams. The issue is how do you find and have conviction in the dance partner there, which we'll talk about with the AFC, because I ended up teasing both Kansas City and Cincinnati at different parts of the week. Cincinnati to plus seven and a half early in the week. Kansas City to plus seven and a half on Tuesday, right after our show, right, Mike. Is that, right. And when we did the Lombardi line together, as that line continued to go up. Uh, but I, the, the side I have more conviction on is certainly San Francisco. Uh, and you think about how that defense for the 49ers has been able to contain mobile quarterbacks, even though they haven't faced one per se, Mike, since early in the year against Atlanta, mm -hmm. still fifth this year defending opposing quarterbacks as far as yards per carry. How will Jalen Hurts react to a guy who's still less than 100% as a quarterback dealing with a strained right shoulder? Will he oversell the run? Will he, will he look to bail out if the original read isn't there with a bulky shoulder? And will San Francisco be able to counteract that with their just their speed and their aggressiveness to the outside? I see that being a very likely path. Yeah, no, I mean, I think if you're the Eagles, you're trying to take advantage of you know the earlier downs with some deeper throws. Uh, I, I think Jalen's going to be 100%. He's off the injury report and... I mean, everybody's banged up at this point. Everybody's got a bump or a bruise that you're going to have to require some ice on or whatever, some attention to. Um, but, yeah, the 49ers rank first uh, defending short passes, uh, but they're 24th defending deep passes, right? And so if you are Sirianni, if you're Shane Steichen, if you're the Eagles and you're game planning and you've already implemented and put the game plan in, you've already rehearsed it, you're going to try to take advantage of that on earlier downs. You know, the, the unknown down is first down. Um, and because as a defense, you're guessing. I mean, you can hone in on tendencies, down and distance, where you are in the field, uh, situations, that kind of thing. You can do that, but it's still such an unknown down. Uh, so if you're the Eagles and you want to take advantage of deep targets to A.J. Brown, who's averaging 20, 12 yards catch, you know, and Dante Smith, too, um, percentage of targets traveling plus 20 yards downfield, you got 21% with Brown. Mm -hmm. uh, you're up there with Smith with 14%. I think you do that on earlier downs and try to loosen up uh, the 49ers from that standpoint. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the Eagles can be successful that way. But it feels like, again, uh, that a trick play is, <laughs> could, determine, could, uh, could determine his game. Going against Dick Sirianni for Philadelphia right. and Kyle Shanahan for San Francisco. Right. It's just the quandary with that, with looking to go deep on early downs, is if the pass rush from San Francisco is giving a banged-up offensive line issues and you're forced to bail out of those plays or you're not hitting them, now you're behind the chains. You're not, this clock is mm -hmm. stopped. You're, you're not in prime de designed run situations, and that could potentially snowball. So it's kind of a risk-reward thing there. For well, me. yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're high risk, but they're shots. Like, it, you're not going to build a game plan on every first down throwing deep, right? right? Because it's such a low percentage play anyway. Um, but, you know, you got the element of uh, interference out there too. But in terms of taking a shot, I mean – um, you know, changing up the game, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, your, your your game plan is certainly not going to be that. It's it's going to be we got to establish a run because we got to get into play action too, uh, to kind of may, maybe create bad eyes for the linebackers for the 49ers too. The Eagles can get to so many different things. It's just the featured matchups uh, to me uh, will be on the outside when they do decide to take a shot mm -hmm. though. You and I, we're in lockstep on mm -hmm. this teaser. San Francisco, up to eight and a half. Look at us. I know. How about that? Simpatico. Agree on, on a side here with the 49ers. <laughs> Total has come down, actually. Bet yeah. down to 45 and a half. A lot of that money coming within the last 24 hours. You told me last week on the Pro Football Blitz, you were you did not want to have to sweat on an under ever again. No. Would you would you dare go back to the well? Some 46 is still out there, but mostly 45 and a half now. No, I won't. I mean, that was just, I, I knew I was right. I did. Uh, Dallas and 49ers. Oh, I, on the right I mean, yeah. I was on the right. I knew. I felt good. I was convicted. But then I still felt weird not cheering. 
for I'm an offensive guy, you know, and I'm like, okay, punt, <laughs> please punt. Okay, turnover. Uh, something else happened. Okay, get stopped. I mean, that's not a way to watch a football game. I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to stay away from unders. I know it can be beneficial for your bankroll, but uh, I'm just not built that way. <laughs> he, okay, you are a wide receiver, after yes. all, so we can give you a pass on that. I, I find myself, if, you were, if you're looking at side mm-hmm. totals for the two games, so if, you're, if you were forced to choose between four of the potential bets and you were given a free pass, you're like, all right, I can, just, I can say I'm not betting one of these. It would be the total in this game, San right. Francisco, Philadelphia, that I'm saying I don't want any part of. Okay. Because you have elite versus elite mm-hmm. on both sides of the mm-hmm. ball. San Francisco offense has, is so efficient, but Philadelphia is, a, is the best pass defense in the league. San Francisco is the best overall defense, but Philadelphia is the most explosive rush offense in the yeah. league. So it's why this is going to be such a fun game to watch. You and I both have conviction in San Francisco getting it done, but they can win in multiple ways. It doesn't have to just correlate to – if San Francisco is winning the game, it has to be another 19-12 grinded out win. Mm-hmm. I could see a world in which they have success using their elusive weapons on the outsides, and it turns into more of a track meet, and, and you get like a, hey, you're getting that 27-21 right. type range. I could easily see that. So no way would I want to play a total pregame. Yeah, I mean, if this game is determined by a handful of plays, which it kind of profiles that, like, where are those handful of plays going to appear? Is it going to be in the first half? More likely it's going to be in the second half. Uh, and then who's going to make them? I, I love the matchups. I, I like the featured matchups. Uh, and the featured matchups, even doing that, still has me feeling pretty good about a teaser leg. All right, let's go. Niners, teaser leg. <laughs> the question is, how are we going to pair that up? We'll talk about that next. Still some props to come on the NFC Championship game, but we start our AFC Championship deep dive in our next hour of the Pro Football Blitz. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.